Hello, welcome to AFCast. I am your host, Malcolm, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about 343 when it comes to the development of Halo. Now, a lot of people have mixed opinions about 343. Some people say it's a great company. Some people say it sucks. I'm kind of in the middle right now. Um, but yeah, so this is the whole reason why we're here is to discuss 343 um, and how they might have messed up Halo or how they didn't. So yeah, so for one thing, 343 Industries was actually specifically made for the continuation of Halo that was actually made by Microsoft um, after Ubisoft, not Ubisoft, um, after Bungie and Microsoft had a bit of a disagreement um, and Bungie actually left um, and started working on Destiny and stuff like that. Uh, and it's also named after the character 343 Guilty Spark, which is pretty interesting, especially since they don't have any monitors or anything that's like 343 Guilty Spark in any of their games. Nor did they really make the continuation of Halo that well. That's why a lot of people are mad, because their whole, the whole idea of the company was kind of just like, it didn't actually work out how they, how it was like intended to. Um, but they're starting to get back up on their feet. 343 is probably the best at making up for their mistakes in the next game. Essentially is what I'm saying. They're the best at fixing their mistakes, but they're absolutely terrible when it comes to coming up with um, new things that they need to do. Uh, that's my opinion, personally. Um, but yeah. So first of all, I just want to talk about why they are so bad, why other people might think they're so bad, and why I personally think they are so bad. So first off, let's start with the Halo 4 campaign. Halo 4 campaign was an absolute tragedy, and Halo 4 in general just sucked, in my opinion. It was just a terrible game. Um, and yeah, so one reason is because of the poor reunification with the Forerunners and the universe itself. So we all know that Forerunners have been there with all their artifacts, the Halo rings, everything like that. Um, and even this shield world, which we actually see firsthand uh, for the first time in a Halo game, which is actually pretty cool. Um, but it's also like the whole Prometheans coming back and the Forerunners coming back. I don't think anybody was really expecting them to, one, look like that. I mean, I know it's not supposed to be the main race of the Forerunner since um, the Didact kind of took them as hostages and slaves essentially um, in data which is kind of also creepy um, and yeah and also another thing is that like the Covenant and Forerunners just kind of like get along like so Didact does the Didact when you first unleash him does like this weird wavy thing where essentially he turns all the Forerunners on his side which makes complete sense but then, he also, like, does, I don't know if he controls the Covenant, or if that was just primarily for the Forerunners, but all of a sudden all the Covenant were bowing to him and stuff like that. And I know that it's like the Forerunners were a whole religious thing for them and all that. But, like, they're not, the Covenant also isn't just going to succumb to this random guy, especially since they've been fighting the Forerunners this entire time. It seems kind of, I don't know, the, the whole thing was really strange in my opinion. Um, especially when just all the fighting stopped and they just all just accepted that this guy was here. <laughs> Except for Chief. It was just, it was so strange. Also the fact that 
the didact the didact could have killed Chief so easily in that moment, but didn't. Like that's such a cliche um, moment in like a villain's thing, and when it comes to a lot of stuff. And the whole point of Halo is like it's actually pretty anti cliche, in my opinion. Um, until three four three stepped in, that is. Uh, another thing is just Cortana's rampancy is kind of stupid. In my, like, it's a good idea. It's a good plot point. But the way they executed it was very poor. And honestly, her entire behavior in the game did not match the behavior of the other games. And th I'm not talking about because of the rampancy. I'm talking about because of the times in between. Like, it was just, it was a really strange deal that was going on there. Um, and also, Master Chief, I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, I didn't really notice this at first until I actually, like, kind of paid more attention, uh, to the detail in Halo 4, but, like, they, Master Chief blacks out, like, several times throughout the campaign, and it, they, actually, I think somebody did a count, I think it was one of my friends, so he counted... 1 through 3, Halo 1 through 3, and Master Chief does not black out nearly as many times in 1 through 3 as he did in 4. I think even halfway through the game, he still blacked out more than the other three games, which is really weird to think about, especially since, you know, he blacked out so much. He's this really OP Spartan. I mean, like, in Halo 3, we started with him being blacked out, but I'm pretty sure that was, like, the only moment in Halo 3 that he was actually like that. The whole ordeal was really strange. Also, to be honest with you, a, I, no, not a lot. A couple of the scenes really set themselves up for some Halo fanfic. Just saying. Like, and not in the good way, either. Like, in the really bad and weird way and honestly those scenes made me very uncomfortable too they were just like so out of halo's just area of anything and so it was just it was really weird and they set it up like poorly to the point where people are going to make be making some really weird crap out of the scenes in halo and it's not going to be good <laughs> Um, and also, Didact was, in general, just a terrible villain. Like, honestly, I didn't even really like the idea of Didact. Um, they could have progressed him to be this really good, uh, villain in Halo 5 and everything like that, but they just, like, they killed him off with a one, one-timed, like, timely button press, uh, boss fight. That was all it was was a quick time event that happened. It wasn't even really that quick. It was just like a you ran across a light bridge and put a grenade inside of him. And then the whole... I guess the boss fight was like also you putting Cortana into the whole system in order to actually hold the didact off. But even that, that was really weird. Like, when, like why, why is that a thing? Like, Cortana should not be able to go into this light bridge and actually grab the part of the didact and pull him like towards the light bridge and hold him captive with multiple versions of Cortana. like that's like if you 
if you sound out everything that happened during that whole scene in your head, it is really weird and obnoxious. And it was really bad storytelling, in my opinion. And, like, also there's just, like, no boss fight at all. Um, and no, like, cool escape scene either, really. It was kind of just the cutscene of being uh, pulled into... Uh, not the domain. I guess it kind of was a domain, but essentially protected by Cortana. But, like, in every Halo, we have this epic scene where we're, like, fleeing from uh, whatever mass destruction we've caused to hold off the Covenant, um, and in this case, the Forerunners. And there wasn't one. And so that was kind of disappointing. Um, but also, going back to the Didact, what the... What was his ship? It was just a giant ball that opened up and would, like, fly with... <laughs> it's... Like, it just looks like someone hit a golf ball really hard whenever it flies to somewhere. It's just, like, it's so... Everything in the game was just really strange and poorly designed. Uh, and I really think their storytelling could have been a lot better. And when it comes to the actual gameplay, like, elites move completely different from the rest of the series. Like, I know they're under the command of Jewel Dama which they also don't really make that clear, by the way, that the Covenant are under this new ruler that's kind of like a semi-Covenant. <laughs> um, and, yeah, because, like, the whole... I guess I guess you were kind of confused because you're stranded and stuff like that, but you still should have been able to find out pretty quickly. They should have set it up so that you could find out pretty quickly that these elites were under the command of Julem Dama. Um... But also, the elites should still try to... They should still have made the elites try to fight the same way, maybe slightly differently. Um, but you do want to have consistency in a game. And honestly, like if you look at their armor compared to the rest of the series, once again, I know they're under the command of Jewel and Dama, but still, it's like stupidly different. It's like their other armor used to actually fit their physique really well, and... It was. It actually looked comfortable. Honestly, this uh, this new set of armor doesn't look as comfortable, but it just like it looked graceful. It looked like it looked like it actually helped out. Like these elites don't have any arm protection or really any leg protection or anything like that. They kind of just have like a chest plate um, and a helmet, and the helmets like stick out in like ob obnoxious directions really far like they're just ex essentially just blobs that are on on their heads that are just extruded um and they're little like i don't i keep forgetting what they're called but like the little mouth parts that the elites have which is why they're called hinge heads it's like they in the other games they have full protection for those because those are a pretty sensitive part of their body but for this they have like these like little teeth that stick out of their helmet that protect like the first millimeter of it's just, it's all completely different, and that's bad for a continuation of a series, especially after you just picked it up. You don't want to take a really popular series and try to make it your own. That's my main problem with 343, is that they kind of erased the other parts of Halo, uh, especially since a lot of the campaign just didn't make any sense. Um, like, I bet you 
I bet you like the whole uh, scene with the librarians, people who've only played Halo 4, that would be like, oh, cool. So this person is like doing this stuff right now. Like that's kind of how it is in any game. But like if you play the other Halos, that scene makes zero sense. Like there's just no point in the librarian being there and giving you these powers. And what do you even enter? when you're with a librarian like what is that area like was it an actual um room that you had entered or teleported into or was this like something like the domain where you're in this kind of imaginary reality or digital reality it's just it's all especially with the librarian being the didact's wife it's like all of this doesn't really work Though I do say that the terminals that they made for Halo 4 were actually really good, especially and were a great addition to the lore, uh, which is pretty nice. Um, another thing is the enemies act completely different from other games, um, and I'm not just talking about elites. This is everything. So essentially, essentially it used to be that grunts would push up, uh, along with Jackal sometimes. Jackals would sometimes kind of stay close to mid-range, and then Elites would stay mid-range unless they had an energy sword. But now, Elites are just constantly running at you, and like running behind you and stuff like that, and like sh just constantly shooting you, and whenever you down their energy shields, they run away. It's like, why? <laughs> like, like, let me kill you, please. But like, another reason it's so annoying is because it's very bad for ammo conservation like and they don't give you any extra ammo from like compared to the previous games like you have a sword elite coming straight at you and you'll like damage its shields and it'll just turn around and get out of there like it's <laughs> it's really annoying especially when elites will dodge everything as well like if you just start the animation of a grenade throw the elites will have already dodged it like, that's how insane it is. Or if, like, you're in a ghost, elites will dodge that a lot as well. Like, it's really hard to stick an elite with a plasma grenade or to get a splatter unless they, like, bunker down instead, or hunker down, or whatever the phrasing is, instead of jumping out of the way. But, like, you have to get, like, pretty used to how they move in order for you to actually hit them correctly with the ghost. Um, but, like... I know it's I know they dodged it in other games as well, but it was at least easier in other games to like hit an elite with something other than a rifle shot. Because even when it's a rifle shot, they'll still like be moving around so much that it's really hard to actually do anything. And it's really frustrating because you have to kinda like after you played the first three Halos, you kinda have to like train yourself separately for playing Halo 4 rather than the other Halos. Which once once again adds to that whole diversity aspect that i was saying earlier also the shotguns do way too much damage if you're like if you're like a like a foot away from an enemy or something like that they can like one shot you every once in not every once in a while like half the time they'll be able to one shot you with the shotgun and that's really dumb because you'll be like basically have taken them all the way down on health and then you go in for a melee kill and they'll just shoot you once with a shotgun and you're dead like, and that never happened in the other Halos. I mean, sometimes it would happen with, like, the Flood. Like, if they got, were, were, like, right on your butt, 
But even then, I still don't think there was really any one-shot moments with the shotgun, except for maybe a couple times. And so it's, yeah, it's just really frustrating to deal with. And also the whole campaign, this goes for Halo 4 and 5, there's no flood. Like, it, why? Like, the flood were, was a huge, iconic part of Halo itself. And so were the Halo rings. There were no Halo rings in either 4 or 5. Which also didn't make any sense. Like, come on. Give us some iconic stuff. Like, they didn't even have the correct art style or the correct music, as the other three Halos did. They basically took Halo and made it their own game. And that's what made a lot of people pissed off. That's what made me pissed off. Um, but they did. their story was set up nice. It's just that they also executed that poorly. And also, sometimes, like, if you've ever played Spartan Ops before in Halo 4, whenever you press any button in Spartan Ops, or even in the actual, like, campaign, and I think this goes for Halo 5 as well, but, like, you don't look like you press buttons correctly, and I feel like that's, like, I mean, I'm no programming expert, but, like, when you can make all of this other stuff happen, I think you can make somebody push a button correctly. Like, I feel like it's not that hard compared to these crazy animations that they have for reloading a gun or uh, shooting a giant shell from a tank or a wraith or anything like that. Like, it's just... It's, it, it's kind of like... It's not a big deal, but at the same time, they'll have, like, a number pad... And then they'll like press between the one and two, and then between the five and six, and then like the top left corner of like nine or something. It's like, <laughs> it's like, why? What's the purpose of making it so their character models press this incorrectly, especially when it orients your character specifically to press those buttons and everything? And also, like, weapons disappear way too fast in Halo 4. Like, you can drop a weapon, expect to go back. Uh, to that weapon and like all of the bodies that have been left behind all of the weapons that have been left behind will just disappear and that's really frustrating because i usually play pretty tactically in halo so i i'll usually leave a weapon behind and i'll remember exactly where it is and i'll go back and it's not there anymore along with like all the bodies and stuff like the bodies i don't have as much of an issue with but like they were also kind of markers for where those weapons were, but since both of them are disappearing, it doesn't even matter now. You just have to constantly... It it kind of forces you to save your ammo to gun instead of constantly switching between a bunch of weapons, um, which is kind of annoying because that is what I like to do. And that also does make sense realistically. Like, you would drop a weapon and it would still be there when you went back. Like, it wouldn't just magically disappear. And also, hunters aren't fun at all. I mean, obviously, nobody really enjoyed fighting hunters in the game, but they were at least, like, you were able to maneuver around them pretty easily once you got used to it. Um, but now, it's, like, a completely new game when it comes to hunters. And they'll, like, 90% of the time, they will hit you, even when you're not in range of its attack. Like, it has this huge AoE, and this goes for knights as well. And sometimes, even in those AoEs where it doesn't look like they'll hit you, they'll still one-shot you. And it's like, really? It's like, like, all this stuff is way too overpowered when it comes to the gameplay, and it doesn't make it very fun. I, and like, 
Yeah, and there's no consistency as well to how the hunters or even knights really move. And the knights are, are like, they always teleport away as soon as you do, like, a little bit of damage to them. And it's like, really? Or, like, the watchers will revive the knights. Um, or, like, the knights, not the knights, the watchers will fly away once they start taking, like, everything just flees when it, take, when it starts taking damage. And it's just like, no. Like, like, I understand every once in a while if it flees, but not every single time. Like, as soon as you do any damage to something that brings it near, like, close to death, they'll just make a beeline towards cover. And it's, and so then you have to start shooting them in the back and stuff like that, which does a lot less damage. And it's just really frustrating to play and doesn't really make it that fun, along with the terrible storytelling. Also, assassinations are kind of forced if you melee something in the back. Like, it says hold down melee, but, like, I never hold down melee, and I still end up doing assassinations, and they get me killed all the time because I'm an aggressive player, which means I'm always in the middle of a bunch of things, and I'm constantly moving, so I'm, like, never getting hit. But as soon as I'm doing that animation that takes, like, a weirdly long amount of time to just kill something that you could usually do with a bullet pretty easily, or even just a, you know, a hard arm to the back of someone's head, like, it, <laughs> it just takes way too much time, and then it gets me killed all the time. And it's really frustrating. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the art style is completely different, and this goes for the music as well. Because the soundtrack, the soundtrack, don't get me wrong, is really good. And I really like the, the person who made it. I can't remember their name right now. But I do really like the person who made it and everything like that, but it doesn't fit Halo. Like, it doesn't work as well. And it doesn't really give you that same feel of that exciting music that would come on when you're about to do something epic in the game. And there's not even really that many epics, epic moments in the game, which is kind of like a bummer, but what you gonna do? So now onto the Halo 5 campaign, which had boosters for some reason that would like boost you around the map and everything like that. Like, I mean, it was fun to do, but it didn't feel Halo. It didn't, it just, like, I know you're in these powerful exosuits that give you all these, like, uh, this protection and extra strength that you, that is already added onto your superhuman strength. And, but the boosters is just a step too far, especially when you can, like, do stuff like side steps or back pedals and anything like that. Um, and the weird floating aiming thingy that you can do. Um, the ground pound, like, all of this is just weird. And it didn't feel like you were playing Halo the whole time, at least in my opinion. Uh, another, thing's, another thing is, like, the, what are the Wardens? What the, like, what, <laughs> like, <laughs> the Wardens are so strange, and they make no sense towards the lore of uh, Forerunners. Like, Forerunners seemed like actually, like, kind of peaceful things when it came to the lore, and even to, they were just kind of, like, scared of the, or not, not necessarily scared, but aware of the humans and the flood and everything like that, and they just wanted their problems gone so they could, you know, go on with their lives, or I guess their non-existent lives, since, you know, what the Halo rings do and stuff, but, um, the Wardens are just a terrible addition because they just like make no sense towards the actual continuation of 
the forerunners and everything like that. Like, sure, they're really cool and stuff like that, but I don't really... I don't know, maybe I'll just have to look into the lore of Warden some more, but it's it's just really strange and doesn't really make a lot of sense. I did really like Exuberant Witness, though. Exuberant Witness was a great addition, and I really liked her. At least I'm assuming it was her. I'm not entirely sure. But, um, yeah, and also another thing that people really disliked about uh, Halo 5, I was, like, kind of fine with it, but I definitely understood where people were coming from, was playing Locke way more not okay guess not way more but like two more missions there's like 14 missions total you play two more missions with Locke that are arguably longer than you do with master chief and uh and that's a bit frustrating because people you know are the whole point of halo is following master chief's story um especially as he's apparently the chosen one which was selected which not selected but was inferred in halo 4 and then the next game, they decide to have this other Spartan as the spotlight that's hunting him. Like, <laughs> it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But, um, but yeah, so if you also looked at the fight scene between Locke and Master Chief, the fight scene was pretty cool, but it was not realistic at all. And I know they're both Spartans. Locke is younger than Master Chief, I, like by 10 years, 15 years, something like that. But the thing is, is that Master Chief is way more experienced. He was... The whole reason that they started the Spartan 2 program of kids when they were younger, instead of the Spartan 4 program, which they did as adults, was that way they would be way more advanced than any soldier that they could make at an adult level or even a teen level. And that's why they kidnapped all those kids and turned them into super soldiers. And also, Locke wasn't augmented, and what that means is he doesn't have the extra strength or agility um, or intelligence or speed or anything like that, but Master Chief does. So Master Chief should have actually destroyed Locke. It would have been a more realistic fight, and Master Chief probably still would have won if he was against the entirety of Team Osiris. Which you might think is crazy, but it's also true. Because Master Chief is extremely talented, especially if you read lore, if you read the books for him. He's an extremely talented person. Um, and that's one reason why he's chosen and why he has that luck and everything like that. And yeah, it's just... It's weird. Also, the whole team thing, I, I kind of like that. Um... I thought it wasn't very good for one reason in particular, which was the whole combat system in the campaign. Um, if you weren't with, like, friends, it didn't really make a lot of sense, especially since the AIs were really stupid and frustrating and you couldn't just, like, give up. You had to wait for your time to run out while you're watching an AI try to climb a rock, like, the same rock over and over and over again and continuing to fail. Um, now I understand this from the perspective if you're playing with four people, because with four people, I think it's really cool that you have four different characters, but at the same time, it, this is like, once again, it's Master Chief's story. It's not Blue Team's story, it's Master Chief's story. Like, I thought it was cool that they brought in Blue Team, um, because Blue Team has actually been, Master Chief has been part of Blue Team since the beginning. Like, that's not, that's not anything new, but they also didn't make that part clear.
Also, I just to like wrap up the campaign of both Halo Four and Halo Five. If you just go to Google and look up a picture of every Halo, you will see that one through three, all of them look pretty similar. And then when you get to four and five, they look completely different. Um, and I know it's like a whole four years later type deal from Halo 3 and whatnot, but I'm pretty sure ancient Forerunner structures that have not been updated at all would still look the same between four years of time. And I don't think they would have looked cleaner. <laughs> like, if anything, they would look worse and more deteriorated. So now I'm going to move on to the multiplayer. So for Halo 4, first off, I gotta start with what what were the what were the helmet designs? For like the helmet designs made it like look like these Spartans literally were just a tumor in the UNSC. Like they they were just like they looked so dumb, and like some of the helmets were really cool. Don't get me wrong, but some of these helmets like they made way too many variants for the helmets, and they looked so stupid. And, like, I know this is my opinion, but, like, I'm pretty sure if you looked at all of the ha uh, Halo helmet designs, you would agree with me that some of them just looked... Yeah, it's bad. And also, Halo 4, they didn't really do anything extra for the Halo 4 uh, multiplayer, except for maps, obviously, that matched Halo 4, um, which weren't really that good, honestly. Um, some of them were fun to play, but some of them were also pretty bad. Uh, and, you know, it was pretty much as bad as the rest of the Halo um, multiplayer. Like, some multiplayer, like, some of the multiplayer game modes and stuff were pretty fun. But, like, in, the same, like, in my opinion, none of the Halo multiplayers were really that good uh, from Halo 4 and below. Uh, I thought Halo 5 was pretty good. But anyway... Another thing is, once again, assassinations get you killed all the time. They look really cool, and I think you can get some certain stuff for doing assassinations in the game, but they get you killed a lot. So, And also, in Halo 5, there are microtransactions, which really pisses me off because I hate microtransactions in games. And also, not everyone has access to the same items. So, like, the whole... Uh, there's actually basically a loot box system in Halo 5, and you can get these special weapons that do like more damage or do cooler things. And not everyone has access to these things, especially when people can buy this stuff in order to do microtransactions and stuff like that. And actually buy these crates and they'll have all this special stuff while someone is, is stuck with the basics. Especially since you can only use it once. And so that is really like frustrating to go up against in Halo 5 uh, multiplayer gameplay. Um, but the same, it is pretty even for the most part. Um, but another part that was kind of dumb, it's not a problem anymore, obviously. Like, once you hear this, you, it's kind of a dumb thing, but, um, they released it, like, a, like, a couple weeks after the base game already came out, and it's, like, you, I don't know what the new trend is with games and releasing, like, an entirely, like, in it, a whole portion of a game after they release the base game, and it's, it doesn't really make any sense to me why they've started doing that. Um, they're just kind of trying to buy themselves some time, I guess. But even then, you can make updates as you go. It's fine if a game isn't that good at first because we all know that, you know, everything has been tested by the public and the public will find issues. <laughs> like, there's no doubt about that. 
So now I'm going to talk a little bit about why they are so good. Um, so for the campaign, there's not really much, but the special abilities from Master Chief does, like that was talked about for the librarian, does add a, a whole new level of storytelling that they could have and implement into Halo Infinite. And they could, you know, show Master Chief unlocking some of these powers and doing some of these Forerunner things that um, foreigners used to be able to do, possibly, or something like that. Like, he already has the power of being able to resist the Composer, which would have turned him into a Forerunner, essentially. Um, or at least a Promethean, not necessarily a Forerunner, but a Promethean, uh, and join those ranks as essentially a slave. So that's at least good, but... Um, yeah, so I did, although their execution of it was bad, I did like how they intro, not how, but I did like that they did introduce Prometheans slash Forerunners. Um, I didn't really like that they are Prometheans, but I did like how they actually brought the Forerunners into the game. And so that also leaves a lot of possibilities for it. And the assassinations do look really cool, and they're really fun to do. And also, the new regeneration and health shields is probably the best, in my opinion, out of all of them. Maybe not Reach. Reach probably actually has the best one, in my opinion. Um, but other than that, this probably has the best health system, especially compared to Halo 2, which had by far the worst uh, regeneration and health or shields and whatever. Uh, but I do definitely like this, especially since I think they're going to try to stay consistent with this, whereas the other Halos, they kind of changed it every single time. Um, and also damage doesn't really take you out of your scope which I always got frustrated about in the other halos now it kind of just has a big flinch effect uh, to the scope just like uh, normal FPS games and for Halo 5 we are introduced to the rest of blue team I thought that was kind of cool they, they did a poor execution of once again of actually introducing blue team and actually saying that they've been with chief since basically the beginning because um, they are also spartan twos and so yeah it would just make a lot more because i bet you a lot of people thought that the rest of blue team was probably hate was spartan fours just like locks team but nope surprise uh also the whole forerunner planet I did like that. I did. I do like the Shield World. It's. Uh, I believe it was actually Shield Worlds were in lore before they had it in Halo Four. Um, so I thought it was kind of cool that they introduced that. Still kind of disappointed they didn't have at least some kind of Halo Ring type deal going on in there. I mean, I know they found part of the Composer on a Halo Ring, I believe. Um, but at the same time, it's still not the same. Also, the domain is a really cool idea, uh, and I really like that idea, and I hope they execute that correctly and well in Halo Infinite, or at least in future games. Also, the cliffhanger at the end of Halo 5 would, in my opinion, could probably lead to the best Halo game that we've ever seen. Um, this isn't just because it was a really annoying cliffhanger i'm not saying it in a bad way it was a good cliffhanger it was just like it was a huge cliffhanger um but there are so many things that they could have in here especially with the most likely them bringing back the flood and everything like that and then being on like zeta halo i believe is what it's going to be and everything like that so basically a halo ring is what i'm saying 
Also, the Guardians were a really cool idea. Uh, once again, I don't really think that it fits lore. In my opinion, it doesn't really seem to fit lore correctly. I mean, I guess I guess it can, but like the art style of the actual Guardians doesn't seem to do that. Um, just like you know, the art style of every foreigner thing that they've done so far in this. Um, so I'm gonna move on to the multiplayer because that's pretty much all I had for for the campaign. So for Halo Four, there wasn't really many good things. I mean, there were new weapons that were cool, which were all the Forerunner weapons, basically. I really liked the bolt shot, honestly. And uh, also, some of the maps were good, not all of them were, but some maps were pretty fun to play on. Uh, and also, Spartan Ops, I do believe, was a good addition to the game. I thought that was pretty cool, especially since you're... I believe it's not very recognizable, if you know what I mean. Like, it's not... You don't really understand what's going on a lot of the time, but if you kind of pay attention, you will. You can figure it out. It's basically that whole time that you're stuck on Rec Requiem. Um, they've released teams to, like, Spartan teams. Uh, you're Spartan Team Crimson, and you can play with other people and stuff like that. Uh, and you have to do, essentially, certain operations in order to actually get off of Requiem, which is the shield world, by the way, that's in the campaign of Halo 4. And in Halo 5, there's a lot of good game modes that they've added in uh, that they didn't have in previous Halo games. Um, the weapon and vehicle variants are actually really cool and really fun to play with, though I do don't like I don't like how they uh, you know actually added them into the game and how they implemented it and everything like that with the whole microtransactions and stuff that's kind of linked to it. Also, the ranking is really fair in it compared to other games. It probably is the best ranking system, uh, in my opinion, out of all the games that I've played. And also, the matchmaking is really fair, um, which is part of the uh, whole ranking system I was just talking about. And also, the Halo 5 multiplayer is actually really fun to play. It's probably the, it's really the only good multiplayer, uh, in my opinion, if you're not talking about like Infected and stuff like that from uh, older Halo stuff. Um, and it's also kind of challenging, which I really like about it. And which also means it can like fit many styles of gaming. It's pretty unique. It's well organized. Basically, Halo Five had like the best multiplayer out of all of them, and actually, it's a really good multiplayer as well. I just wish they'd be able to put that skill towards the campaign. Also, a little side note is Halo Wars. So Halo Wars was a great addition to the series and lore, in my opinion. I have no complaints there for that. I mean, obviously, a little nitpicky stuff. But mostly, it's Halo Wars was a great addition, both 1 and 2. Um, and especially since Halo Wars 2 heavily uh, hinted towards Flood coming back to Halo Infinite, which is actually really cool, especially uh, so did the Halo 5 uh, legendary cutscene at the end with the Flood roaring in the background of the lit up Halo ring. So that's pretty cool. So now I'm going to do like a little summary of what we kind of talked about. So some of the downfalls for 343 is they acted like it was a completely new series in my opinion. They just kind of used the same characters um, and like, I don't, I don't want to go, go on too long since then. It's basically like me describing the other Halos as well. But they basically just took parts of Halo and then made their own story, made their own gameplay of it. That's basically what I'm saying. Like, they have all of the same uh, stuff in it, but they changed the art style, they changed the gameplay, they changed the music, they changed the story, everything like that. It's really frustrating. Um, and 
really annoying. And honestly, Halo 4 is probably the worst game out of all of the Halos by far. And that's my opinion. I know a lot of people like Halo 4. Honestly, I don't really understand why. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it was a it was a terrible game. Um, but I do believe that Halo or 343 in general has a lot of potential. So Halo 5 had the best multiplayer so far in its career. And once again, that's my opinion. Um, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people would agree with me on that. And then Halo Wars is very well done and relevant to the rest of the series, which actually kind of surprised me. Um, and they actually set up a lot of new lore that is like actually canon. Like There's a lot of stuff that is canon that I don't really agree with, but I do agree with a lot of this lore that they've added in, especially with the Terminals in the Master Chief Collection. And they have a great story set up, or they have a possible great story setup. I have no idea what Halo Infinite has in store, but it's it's possible that they have this really great story lined up. And yeah. And also like like I said earlier, and kinda of what I was just saying just now, but like Halo Infinite could be the greatest game so far out of all the Halos. And I really do see that. Um, but at the same time I'm kind of expecting 343 to screw it up, because um, they haven't exactly done well. Um, so I, I, I'm kind of scared for Halo Infinite, honestly, because I feel like it could be as bad as Halo 4, worse than Halo 4, Halo 5 level, or just like the best game ever, or even like somewhere in between 1 and 2, or 2 and 3, or 3 and 1, anything like that. And so it's, it's kind of exciting, it's kind of a scared feeling, but what are you going to do? We just have to wait around and see. I think it's coming out late next year, Halo Infinite, that is. Um, possibly early 2020. Uh, it kind of sucks because we've already been waiting for like five years now, four years, something like that. I could be way off, but it has been a while. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I'm going to get to the term of the week, which is pot shot. And pot shot is essentially where you kind of just take a gamble. Um, not even necessarily that, but usually a pot shot is when somebody is like behind you and they're about to kill you and you completely freak out. You turn around, you take a shot, um, just in like a random direction, hoping to hit something. Um, that is what a pot shot is. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's all I have time for. And also next week I will be doing a, what we know so far for Halo Infinite. Um, so you guys should stay tuned for that. Um, so yeah, game on.